Hey everybody, how you doing? This is Bill Williamson. This is Zoom Black Pride. This is our preview podcast for week 15. Short week, Thursday night game. Los Angeles Chargers. Very winnable game for the Raiders. Game that they need to win. I mean, here's the basic playoff scenario for the Raiders. Win out, win the next three. Have Baltimore, who won a hell of a game last night against the against the Browns, lose one of their three games, and they're all very winnable games for the Baltimore. Or if the Raiders do win those three games, and Baltimore do does win those three games, then they need the Browns to win two out, of, lose two out of three. If you look at the schedule, I mean, it's all possible. Um, the biggest deal is <clears throat> can the Raiders win their last three games? Chargers, Dolphins at home, and then the only road game left is the Broncos. They're favored to beat the Chargers, depending on what happens against in Week 15 as far as injuries for both the Raiders and the Dolphins. I, I, I would think the Dolphins might be a slight favorite, but slight. And then... They'll probably be favored against the Broncos on the road. Where they're five and two on the road, two and four at home. So they can easily beat win all three of these games. The issue is that they've lost three of the last four. The only win in that stretch was a miracle win against the winless Jets. I mean, is this team really gonna implode two years in a row? We'll see. I again probably don't make the playoffs, but they kind of shot. It's not that bad. I don't think, I think the Browns are pretty good. So I don't know if they lose two out of the last three. They do play Pittsburgh once, and that may mean something. Um, But if that game actually means something, it's probably because the Browns will have won their last two. So we'll see. And then Baltimore has pretty easy three. But really, what you got to do when you're three and four, and excuse me, when you've lost three out of your last four, you just got to worry about yourself. And that's what the Raiders have to do. They got to worry about themselves. And this is a winnable Charger game. We'll get more into that. Um, you know, I like to do news and notes. And like, what do I say? I like to make you guys the smartest Raider fans in the nation. Because this is your passion. But you have jobs and you have lives and you have families. This is my job. This is my job is to get as much Raider information as possible. So I like to get it to you and, and let you be the smartest people in the in the nation. And, I, and I'm sincere about that. And I hope that pans out. I hope you feel that way. Um, we finished Sunday's post game show. Maybe a half hour before baboom, the Raiders announced they fired Paul Gunther. And, you know, defensive coordinator came in with Gruden in 2018. He deserved to be fired. We talked a little bit about this on the show that night. He deserved to be on, you know, before it happened. He deserved to be fired. I mean, his defense stunk. You know, him and Gruden talked too much. You know, oh, man, we're so fast. I, I, I got the guys to get it done now, he said in August. You know, Malik Collins is my Geno Atkins. No, no, no. It didn't work out that way. And, and you know, now 
people saying, oh, well, they put so much more money into the offense than the defense. Well, that's true, but not this offseason. They put a ton of money in the defense, and they said it was good enough in August. And the defense was never good enough. 45 games, it's time, dude. You know, 30 points or more in 8 of the 13 games this year. Can't stop the run, can't stop the pass, can't pass rush. Pretty garbage. The reason why John Gruden fired him was to a last gasp to, you know, opposed to firing him after the season. Maybe to shake it up, to give these guys, sometimes when there's an interim coach in during the season, it gets shooken up a little bit, and there's some spunk, and the players respond. It's going to be hard this week on a short week. Rob Marinelli is the defensive coordinator for the rest of the season, defensive line coach. His year really hasn't played well either, has it? I mean, no, it not really. It hasn't. I mean, the Millie Collins and the lack of a pass rush. Has Max Crosby made huge strides under Marinelli? I, I don't know. Max has on a sack in his last four games. I'm not picking on Max. I'm just saying. Um, so they got to hope that it sparks something. Uh, Marinelli is a guy who has nine years defensive coordinator uh, experience in the NFL. He's been a head coach um, for three seasons. He's been in the NFL since 1996. He knows what he's doing. And Tuesday he talked to the media. And, and don't expect any wholesale scheme or base defense changes. It's just a new voice. And that's what Gruden said. We need a new voice for the rest of this season. So that's where we're at. So now it brings you to who's going to be the next defensive coordinator. And, you know, we've, we've covered that a lot. I, I have a lot of stories on that. I have a poll for you to take on, on Silver and Black Pride. Now, of the five coaches I have as possibilities are Raheem Morris, who I think would be a favorite if he doesn't get the Atlanta job where he's the interim coach now, if he doesn't get the full-time job. And he might. They haven't been gangbusters, but he might get that job. Um, maybe he'll get a head coach somewhere else. But if he's looking for a defensive coordinator job, I think a fit with John Gruden makes sense. They're close. They're buddies. They work together in Tampa Bay. Wade Phillips. He's talking to Raider fans on Twitter and report from the Las Vegas paper that he'd be interested. And Wade wants to get back in. And Wade has a hell of a track record. Wade's a hell of a guy. And it'd be a 3-4 defense. Um, and Wade would be a... I don't know if Wade and John Gruden would be able to work together, frankly. And if that happens, we'll talk about it more. But, you know, they're kind of different. They're both free spirits in a lot of ways. But I don't know. I think they'd be at each other's throats. Um, you know, Wade's in his 70s as well, but he wants a coach. And he has a track record. So that'd be interesting. But you need some you need some different players, too, if you're going to the 3-4. Not full, uh, wholesale, but some, you know. There'd be a different scheme, obviously. Drastic scheme change. But there's some guys that would fit. Um... But, you know, we'll talk more about all that stuff after the season. Dan Quinn, he's a guy, a former Atlanta head coach, who is a very well-liked, he's very smart. I think he'd be a good fit. Um, Rod Marinelli, if they finish strong, he's a candidate. Matt Patricia, maybe. I don't know if there's a lot of connections there, but John Gruden may want to tap into the Bill Belichick tree. 
Patricia flopped as a head coach in Detroit, but he did really uh, well as a defense coordinator in Belichick's system. Um, there's Joe uh, Joe Barry, who is Marinelli's son-in-law. He he worked with Gruden in Tampa Bay. There's um, Todd Wash, who worked. He's the coordinator and Joe Barry's a linebacker coach at the Rams. Todd Wash is the coordinator of the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. If they lose their job, that staff, he's available. Gus Bradley at the Chargers, he worked with Gruden. He's a former head coach. If the Chargers get gassed and the staff might there, he's available. So there's a lot of choices. And I don't know if Gruden's going to want to make wholesale choice of changes on the on the defensive side other than the coordinator. So that's where it might be. I know a lot of fans are like, let's get away from his old buddies, his friends and his former colleagues. Well, but Marinelli's a former colleague. You know, so they may want to keep it in the family, as it were. We'll see. The connection with Gunther is that Gunther was really tight with Jay Gruden, John's brother. They worked together in Cincinnati. And remember, be careful what we wish, wish for. I know you, you hated uh, Gunther, but you really were excited about him when he came. You hated Ken Norton Jr., you are really excited about him when he came. You hated Dennis Allen as a head coach. You're really excited about when he came. So let's just take a breath and see what happens. You know? But as far as the next three games, I think, you know, Marinelli's just talking about effort and just communication and getting them in the right spots and just, you know, showing out for these last three games. So, you know, but yeah, it's certainly a storyline for the rest of the season. And we'll be talking about it a lot. And, you know, there's a lot of injuries. Four defensive starters didn't practice on Tuesday. And if you don't practice on Tuesday of a Thursday game, you're going to have a hard time playing. And it's Damon Arnett, it's Jonathan Abram, and it's Nicholas Morrow. All three of those starters have concussion-slash-neck injuries. They're all in the NFL's concussion protocol. When that happens, you got to pass it to be play. So, I mean, these guys have a lot to get done in the neck before Thursday. So, I don't know if it's possible. Quentin Farrell has a shoulder injury. So, they, these guys might not play. Vic Beasley, he's no longer on the practice squad. He's on the 53-man roster. Tack McKinley, his window to come off the IR is started um, I'd be surprised to see him play Thursday, you know, with one short practice day as a Raider. Um, but he's coming back from that groin injury. He's a free agent next year. But the Raiders will get at least a couple games looking at him, it looks like. Uh, Henry Ruggs III on the COVID list. The Raiders have had so many players on the COVID list. I think since the last six weeks, they've had they've gone one day without anybody on the COVID list. Um, Henry Rugg, so he's going to miss the game. That's not good. I mean, they can get by because they have, they're, they're, you know, when the Raiders are offense is hot, they have so many, they're so multi-dimensional. Brian Edwards didn't practice on Tuesday. I don't know what his game status is. So at receiver, we're going to probably see a lot of, you know, Aguilar and Zay Jones and a lot of, and a lot of Renfro. But that better mean a lot of Waller, too. 
I would suspect this game is going to be another big blowout barn burner game. It was, you know, probably takes 30 to win. And the Chargers are banged up. Derwin James is on the COVID list. And the Chargers have a bunch of injuries as well. So we'll see. But, yeah, I mean, Henry Ruggs not playing certainly doesn't help things at all. We want to see Henry Ruggs just get out there and make more plays, don't we? I mean, that's what we want to see, and hopefully that happens at some point. Um, you know, let me look at my notes, because I know I had a ton of notes here. Um, but, yeah, here, how's this? Of the Raiders' five first-round draft picks in the past two drafts, one, Josh Jacobs is likely to play against the Chargers because it's Farrell and it's Abram and it's Ruggs and it's Arnett all looking like they're not going to play. So it's tough. you got to go out and win. And you know what? If they lose this game, it's not. I don't think they're going to be mathematically eliminated after, after week 15. It won't look good. And frankly, they won't deserve to be in the playoffs if they fall to 7-7 seven and seven after being 6-3. and three. But they won't. They won't probably won't be eliminated. And Beasley, you know, here's my notes. Beasley, he played eight snaps against uh, the Jets. Now he came and played twenty four. Expect to see more of that, especially if if uh, Farrell doesn't play. We're gonna see more snaps for him against the Chargers against a bad offensive line. Um, that hey. I want to get to the playoffs. I want to get the playoffs for the fans. And I'm losing my patience a little bit, and I work so hard, and sometimes I get on my teammates. But I'm doing it for the fans, and I want to get there for the fans. That's pretty cool, isn't it? It's not bad. It's not bad. So let's uh, wrap up the show about the Chargers. The Raiders are going to have to jump on them, and they're going to have to say, hey, we're a better team, and you don't, your season's over. Let's just get out of here. We're, we're going to take it to you. Um, they have to cover Allen and then Mike Williams. They didn't do that very well until the very last plays of Mike Williams, of course. Joey Boza, I don't think he played the last time. He's going to play. Got to take care of him. He can really wreck shop. Got to stop the run, for God's sakes. The Raiders have given up 418 yards of rushing. They gotta stop that. That was 418 yards rushing the last two games. The Chargers are gonna try to run the ball, and then Justin Herbert, the rookie, he's had a really nice season. He beat up the Raiders pretty good, and he's a better player now than he was. So these Chargers, they're not gonna be. So this is not gonna back down. The Raiders are gonna have to impose their will, and they're gonna have to say, okay, we're hurt. Our top picks on the COVID list. All our defense guys are hurt. We just made a change. We gonna be. We're the better team. We're the team that has a chance to get to the playoffs, and we're gonna act like the team that's going to the playoffs. Chargers. We're gonna be better than you, and they're gonna have to do that. Chargers are probably a very similar team to the Falcons. They're a better team than the Jets. So the Chargers can beat the Raiders. The Chargers probably should have beaten the Raiders the other day. Uh, you know, whenever it was, six weeks ago, five weeks ago. 
So the Raiders got to know that. And the Raiders got to say, hey, we're willing to make the playoffs. And our playoff chances aren't that bad. We can do this. So go out and do it and be the better team and win on week on a short week and take the weekend off and feel good about yourself and see how the rest of the AFC playoff pitcher shakes out. But give yourself a chance. That's what the Raiders have to do. they got to give themselves a chance. So there you go. That's your show. We'll be back after the game for a post-game wrap-up. Um, hope you had fun. Hope you learned something. Take care. Be safe. And I know it's it's a grind, but it, it's fun. It's a fun grind. Take care, everybody. This is Bill Williamson. Uh, this is Silver and Black Pride.